This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Listen to yourself, man. You're hanging with nerds. Nerd alert! Welcome to the Nerdy Projectors, the corner of Film Geek Radio dedicated to nerd chatter. I'm Monica Castillo, and I'm joined by my friend, Michelle Buckman. Woohoo! Yes. And you're back from San Diego Comic-Con. I actually kind of have a tan. You kind of have a tan? Yeah. That's impressive. I thought you would be inside the entire time. Um, I mean, it, it was mostly acquired when I was in L.A. and not in San Diego. Oh, okay. A humble brag. <laughs> oh, it was a really big humble brag. I got to go around the Universal backlot. It was really I know. Cool. I was looking at the, the pictures. You did a backlot tour. You got to visit the uh, Griffith uh, Observatory. Observatory. Yeah. Which is awesome because... All the movie history I've ever wanted to see. Rebel Without you, a Cause was filmed there. there. And I went in the corner where they have the knife fight. And I just took a moment. It was lovely. There's a really creepy statue of James Dean that they have up top there. Uh. <laughs> but it was kind of... All, I'm a big James Dean person, so... I mean, yeah. Kodak moment. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. If anybody ever gets a chance to go there, definitely go to Griffith Park. It's really nice. It's free, so free things are great. Yeah, free things in L.A. are amazing. Oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> but going back to San Diego, how was your con experience? Um, It was good. Uh, it wasn't my favorite con, although I don't really like do favorite cons. Um, I only ended up going to one day of panels. Which kind of makes me sad because we went through your schedule and yeah. it was like jam-packed and action. So and it wa that wasn't bad though. Uh, so I saw pictures that people were lining up for the X-Files at 10 p.m. the night before. And that was like, that That crossed the line for yeah. me. I'm like, no, it's not worth it anymore. And that's, that, that's again, like you're going to do that every San Diego Comic-Con is where where do you draw your line? Yeah. Uh, and is it that worth it for you? And apparently their panel wasn't very good anyway. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, they, like, they, they didn't really take, do Q&A with the audience or anything. So Weird. Or it was it was maybe like 10 minutes out of the hour, an hour-long panel was devoted to it, which is Jesus, kind of... and people lined up for... Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> the, thing, the thing is... the night before. If you have never seen them before, and like David Duchovny and um, Julian Anderson so rarely get together these these days, I guess, yeah. was the consensus I got from it, but um, I went to a Seattle Comic-Con a couple months ago, and I got my picture taken with Julian Anderson, so, like, that was fine by me. I, so you're I, off the bucket list. Yeah, yeah. I got, I, I'm okay with, like, not hearing Vince Gillian talk for, and I got to see him at the Breaking Bad panel anyway, because he's the creator of that show as mm. well, so. Um, but I went to the Doctor Who panel on Sunday, and the Breaking Bad panel on Sunday, and I had to get up at one in the morning for those and that was about I think the last time I'm ever going to do that again oh <laughs> it's just like and, and you know what it's funny because so wait what time were the panels so you got in line Doctor at 1 a.m who was at 12 30 Breaking Bad was at 11 30 and I was maybe the third row away so I mean yeah. I obviously could have gotten up at like four in the morning and been in the same well maybe three in the morning and been in the same room yeah but, um, but uh, you wanted you wanted up close. Yeah, I, it it was more my. I have friends who they had gotten in line even earlier than that, and mm -hmm. they said, "Hey, if you bring us some blankets and coffee, we'll let you in line with us." So that, that's kind of like <laughs> it's the currency of Comic Con. I was like, I can do that. I could see that going up on Craigslist, like yeah. these connections. I was like, I will trade you. 
the spot next to me oh, for food and booze. Oh, I'm sure. That, oh, I, w- I should have brought this after Comic-Con in San Diego. That would have been great. Yeah. Oh, man. There's always great yeah, misconnections I mean, the, there. The funny thing is, like, people complain about not getting a badge. I think everything I could have done except go on the con floor could have been done without a badge. So you don't... It's like you don't even need a badge anymore. No. Like, Ender's Game had this awesome uh, off-site thing across the street where you walked in and there were sets from it mm-hmm. and you could like enroll in battle school and you got your own little ID and everything and it was really cool and oh, fun. Wow. Um, Godzilla took over a building. I didn't go to it so I don't know what it was. But there yeah, was I heard of it. Godzilla. The, yeah. um, there was like all stuff in front of my hotel. They had the mystery machine from Scooby-Doo which oh, nobody yeah, was as excited yeah. as me. Um, but like, it, 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 or um, there's an awesome... A uh, guy named Zachary Levi, who mm-hmm. was uh, on that show Chuck. Chuck, yeah. yeah. Yep. He does an off-site thing called Nerd HQ where it's like panels and they do parties at night. And oh, they, that's awesome. They took over Petco Park, which is the, the baseball stadium next yeah. door. And they'll do like uh, a panel with Nathan Fillion. And it's only 200 people and it's 20 bucks and all the money goes to charity. And he doesn't make a dime off of it every year. Wow. And like it's almost worth it to, to if you have tickets to that to go to Nerd HQ because it's, it's really small. And they did like a panel with the Sherlock people and Doctor Who people. and like Oh, so, so it's, it, it, yeah, it's really, Comic-Con on a budget. Yeah, it's, it's like... I'm a fan of that. I would, yeah, if you don't have a badge, you should... Stay still go like I tell people every year the biggest part is finding housing not finding a badge yeah like that's kind of my experience with South by Southwest too yeah because if you the flight is already an expensive investment and then the hotels yeah that's where it really gets you or I have friends who bought badges like two months ago at the resale for yeah. people who turned them in and they said that was easier than the general on sale by miles. So it's Yeah, it's, I'm sure because I didn't possible. know that they even did that. Yeah, it's <laughs> completely possible to get badge. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's the other stuff sur- surrounding it that's um more work. But, and how was the con floor? Oh, uh, it was awesome. I had got I mean, it's the stuff of I got posters from Mondo that are over there. Um thank for, you. for which movies? Uh the thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, thank you to my awesome friend, Mo, who is the general manager at Mondo, because he hooked me up, and he's awesome. Yeah. I um, love their posters. Yeah, they they were super nice. The guys who write for Slash Film were there when I was picking up mine, so I got oh, to talk nice. to them. They're really yeah, nice, yeah. super nice guys. Uh, I bought some comics at Oni Press, which makes Scott Pilgrim, um, so I have... Uh, uh, they're, they're releasing editions of them in color. Oh, okay. But you can only get them at cons. Yeah. So you, like, when every year I'll go to Comic-Con and, oh, Volume 3 is out, Volume 4 is out. So I'm slowly collecting all of them, which was kind of cool. Um, what else did I get? I pre-ordered my Lego DeLorean because Lego is <laughs> putting out a... It's $30. How could you not? It's Just thir- have that as a centerpiece already, of your room. It, and it, it's already sold out online, which is wow. crazy. Because uh, in the pre-order went up yesterday for it because... It's already once, gone. Yeah, once stuff from Comic-Con kind of it, it dies down, the exclusives, then they'll put it up online a couple weeks later. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm mad that I didn't get is apparently Fox on preview night was putting out Criterion-esque what? DVDs of, like, they had, like, the 50s The Fly in, like, yeah. this, like, minimalist, like, like poster packaging outside, mm-hmm. and I love stuff like that, but I didn't even see it because I spent 
Pre- preview night is like three hours where you get to walk the con floor and it's yeah. much less crowded. But like the BBC America one was like really, really long still. And like I wanted to get. Yeah, to- I can imagine. It's, it's not as bad as the general yeah, time, but it's, but it's still, still like pretty. Waiting. So like it yeah. seems like, oh, three hours. That's a lot of time. It's really not. No, saw, it's not. I saw maybe two things there. So, I mean, if, if you're debating whether to get a four day badge or a four day with preview night, eh. It's not really that much of a difference. It's it's kind of if you feel like strolling a contour and being in a line to, to if you buy stuff a lot, then maybe you should go. Yeah, get yeah. Your toys early, but um, let's see. What else did I do Sunday? I got a bunch of stuff discounted, which is a good concept. Uh, people want to give away their stuff because they don't want to travel back with it on a Sunday. So. Yeah. Like, um, they were, Lucasfilm had Star Wars sunglasses huh. that are usually 20 bucks, yeah. and they were, like, two for ten. So Whoa. Yeah, so I got my, my brother and my little baby cousins some Star Wars stuff, which that's was a, That's a good tip, because I'm actually gearing up to go to the Boston Comic Con. This weekend. This weekend. It's a, it's a, my first official con. Yay. I am going in costume. Oh, can, As you, a, can you tell me what you're going to be? Yes, I'm going to be Clara Oswin Oswald. Nice. The, the Impossible there Girl. There was a lot of good Oswins at um, I know. So here's the thing. She hasn't. She doesn't have like a defining outfit. I would she say changes every episode. I, the one I saw the most was the red. From yeah, the, the, the yeah. Souffle because girl. it's a Souffle Girl. That's yeah. her first one. Yeah. But... I yeah, saw a lot of Weeping Angels, too, which was kind of that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Especially it, if they're done well. They were really well. Like, like they would take pictures, and they would all huddle together and, like, close, close their, their eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah. Which was really fun. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's part of the, maybe the main reason to go walk the con floor. I mean, that's what I, I walked through Anime Boston, because I have a friend that worked it, so she was like, yeah, go exploring. Have fun. I'll be with you later. And we just, like... Got to see costumes and some of the artwork and things like that. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. And that's why I decided to do the Boston Comic Con. Yeah. And it was rescheduled. It was originally scheduled. For the, 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 the marathon the weekend, yeah. week of the marathon um, incident. And so now they they moved it out of respect uh, out to August. Actually, I mean, it's awful circumstances, but it probably benefits them because I think more people are going now because it's moved than Yo, before, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Uh, and they got more, like, guests and stuff to come, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It was definitely a big panic there for a while because they didn't know what they were going to do, and the city went on shutdown yeah. on Friday, right bef- right as they're about to open. Yeah, which so. is, like, it's it's awful. Yeah, we, we had to keep checking their website and their Twitter account to see if, well, Jesus, are we going to be able to do this on Sunday? Yeah. And then... Uh, we'll see you in a couple months. Yeah. So as I was telling, if anybody, or I don't know when this is going up, but if anybody goes to Boston Comic Con, go see Aiden Turner's panel. He is, Yeah, that's your recommendation. Yeah, he's in, um, or he was in a BBC show called Being Human. I think mm-hmm. there's like a, re- a US version of it now. But um, And he was in The Hobbit too, but I've seen him spook before, and he's got a lot of really good funny stories about working on BBC TV. And I think he was in an episode of Doctor Who. What British actor hasn't been in an episode of Doctor Who? (laughs) I mean, he's done just a bunch of of BBC TV with, uh, like, historical stuff, Mm -hmm. sci-fi stuff, just, like, a range of things. So it's it's always fun to kind of hear stories from an actor who's done a lot of different wide variety of things. So that would be my pick. And go to Stroll Artist Alley because you'll find a lot of very talented people who will who will sketch for you at a very cheap price and you'll get some pretty sweet art out of it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool too. 
Oh, I'm I'm excited. And the other fun thing is I also convinced my boyfriend to be able to dress up as well. So we're uh, both going as he's going as Marty McFly. We're going nice. as time travelers. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So yeah, the, there'll be the photo op. Oh, that'll be fun. You'll I'm I'm sure you'll one of you will get stopped. Want somebody? Yeah, yeah. Floor. I think it'll be a contest, but I think he might win because I'm doing I'm doing uh, Clara's outfit from the Russian episode. Oh, nice! So like the satin dress there's, and I think the a army costume jacket contest there too. So you guys. Will I don't know if <laughs> uh, I, I would be that. Last year, my brother helped judge the costume contest. Um, oh wow! Because he had he's he's cosplay famous or something like that. He's Tumblr famous. He's Tumblr famous. That's that's a pretty good famous to be. Yeah, he's I guess. So Well the thing other thing I'm excited for is uh this is usually like on the side note sort of deal, but they they tend to have movies now. And they'll do like yep, a little marathon. They do and their theme screen. is zombie movies. Nice. So I'm I am so excited. So I have to I have to pick at least a couple and then have breaks in between to be able to go out onto the floor and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, they're pretty good, and I like Boston Comic Con because it's very comics focused, as opposed to a lot yeah. of them are kind of not becoming that. Like yeah. New York Comic Con is something I don't know what, but it's become like it's, <laughs> it's, it's its own like, thing. There's a lot of TV shows that go there now. Yeah, like, apparently, but um, which yeah. is a benefit to me because I don't watch that much TV yeah. anymore. <laughs> well, that that was kind of the thing about San Diego was like, well, a lot of this stuff I just didn't care about. If I don't have HBO, am I going to be in trouble? <laughs> yeah, or like, it, like how I met your mother was there. Like, I don't know. I guess it's nerdy, but, but like it's, it's not that nerdy. No, it's pretty it's, popular. Yeah, I'm like, there's. I mean, it's 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 almost become not like nerdy pop culture and yeah. just like pop culture in general. General, which yeah. Is, I mean, it's that's fine, but it's nice to see like smaller places too. Yeah, know, just like oh, and it's comments. also good to help your local con. Yeah, because a lot of it's also local artists yeah, and stuff exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. Throw your dollars at all the the independent artists. Yeah, which is nice. But uh, do we can talk about? Do we want like some nerd con etiquette tips? Yes, I think con etiquette is something we need to definitely talk about. Um, there's an organization called Hollaback um, that addresses street harassment, and they're going to be there at Boston Comic Con. And I know that they've been doing a lot of the con circuits because. Um, the big thing now is cosplay is not consent, and there's yeah. a lot of harassment of people who do cosplay and things like that. And you also have some horror stories from San yeah, Diego. Yeah, there's a lot of people I saw getting catcalled on the street or, you know, not t- taking pictures, but, like, maybe kind of not asking to be touched and being touched still. And, like, it's a little creepy. I mean, you're completely fine to ask for pictures, but if somebody says no... Don't get mad. That's just maybe they're busy or maybe they have somewhere to be. Um, yeah. I'm, one of my friends does uh, dresses up as uh, like April O'Neil from the Ninja Turtles yeah. every year. And she gets a lot of people who, who when she goes on the con floor, want her pictures. So she kind of asks if somebody will be there with her, which is yeah. kind of a good tip. If you are maybe dressing up as somebody who you don't see a lot and you think, oh, maybe I might get stopped a lot tell a friend to go with you and like be their handler or, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just better don't be by yourself. Um, especially if you're a girl and you're kind of dressing up. It kind of it, it's That's not, unfortunate that it's gotten that way. Because I don't think it was like that a couple years back. Yeah, it's not it's not like ev- don't expect everybody's not gonna be rude, but there's that one person that always ends up ruining it for everybody else. Else and yeah. Then it's like, okay, what do you do you do next? So Yeah. I would say definitely ask people for pictures. Um, if you yeah, don't just 
snap away. Yeah, I mean... That's kind of creepy. Yeah, it is really, really creepy. Um, or just, like, waiting in line for panels. Don't have everybody and your friends cut in front of you. Like, if you yeah. have one friend with you, that's fine. But, like, I know my friends were at the World 10 screening, and they mm-hmm. waited in line all day, and they said that this person near the front of the line let, like, six of their friends in. Uh. It's like... That's maybe too many, like, or, or if people are getting in line behind you, say, hey, listen, I have a f- friends coming just so you guys know, like, but they weren't prompted or anything, so yeah. giving prior notice, which is kind of, it's... It was like, oh, we're almost there. Oh, yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, especially <laughs> there's something like that where there's a cutoff line. It's like, that's yeah. kind of a terrible thing to do. do it's, yeah. Which is, it's just like basic... A lot of these things are kind of basic common sense, but it's just like in that. Yeah, but it's setting. not Disney where you have handlers everywhere, and it's like yeah. no, they'll they'll click yeah, you in line. Yeah, yeah. They try and make sure that people don't cut. There's barriers put up. Yep, it's it's not that. Let's see what other things. Or you don't have the people telling you, okay, next person for the costume photo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a lot of common sense, but it's in that situation you might just forget it. Oh, yeah. Let's see what other things. If you're going to Artie Sally and you're asking somebody to sketch. Usually tip them like a couple dollars just yeah. because they're taking out time to do something custom for you. Yeah. Um, That's good to know. Yeah. They're not it, just I mean, there for funsies. Yeah. I mean, they're there <laughs> to earn a living, basically. That's yeah. probably the majority of how they make their living is at conventions. So mm. um, if you're like haggling, don't kind of cheapen art, but like, you know, find find a medium. Like if somebody's selling something for $30... Don't be like, hey, I'll, I'll pay you 15 for that. Like, that's yeah. underselling. It's kind of learning how to, to, to haggle and stuff. At yeah, time. but I guess the, the tip that you had was go on a Sunday, and then that way you yes. can get the deals where people don't want to yes. come back home if, with this stuff. Exactly. A lot of vendors... So that it's a lot nicer. Yeah, especially... <laughs> if you're on a budget. Especially comic book sellers, they don't want to carry back huge boxes full of comics, so a lot of them will put stuff on sale, like 20 30% on Sunday... Um, and then you can grab all the stuff you wanted that probably is still there. So mm-hmm. that's where I usually pick up like things I want to read or, or what have you, toys or things like that. Yeah, and there's a lot of like handmade other things, not just comics. Oh and yeah, there's like arts. jewelry. And, there's jewelry, and fun stuff. They, uh, seen, toys that people make. I've seen makeup come come around. If now, you're a fan of the stuff. scarves or anything like that, yeah, scarves of all kinds. Bow ties Jane and fezzes now. Yes, bow ties and fezzes. Yeah, so that that was cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude, we gotta talk about. I saw Doctor Who footage there. Oh yeah, almost forgot. Um, yeah, fiftieth anniversary is coming so up. I it was actually really funny. So Stephen Moffat, before they put the lights down, was like, "Listen, we had people film the Sherlock footage and put it up online like two minutes afterwards. So if I see footage up here, we are not showing footage again at a panel." Like he oh. was, Moffat was pissed. Um, I haven't seen it up there yet, so good yeah. on you, Internet. Um, but it was- Yeah, no, actually, I heard, um, I saw Matt Smith on a, I think on Craig Ferguson's show, and he said that Doctor Who fans didn't put it up. Yeah, well, well if, when Stephen Moffat, like, yells at you, like, do you want to incur his wrath? I don't know. <laughs> do you want him to ruin he's, your he's series? Like, like a, <laughs> he will. He's like an angry Scottish man. He will kill off your doctor. He's still writing that. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's doing he's, it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we'll talk about, we're, they're unveiling the doctor on Sunday, so we'll have to have a discussion about I, that. At first, time. it was kind of like, I thought it was a rumor. No, so the B- no B- now BBC has made it official, like, at, at two central time, we're going to. We're having a. Um, announce a doctor who unveiling party at my friend's uh, with, with, 
or with her puppy. And I'll be at con, so I'm sure the oh, Twitter sure will explode. Good. And yeah, you'll you'll get messages. I'll, I'll find out. <laughs> I, I love how they always do the the betting every year about who they think it is, and it's never who they. think It's never. It's, if I'm you gonna, know their I'm, name, it's not going to be the doctor. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to to think no. who it might be because it's going to be an unknown. Uh, I wish it would be a woman or person of color, but I'm not like. I, but I, my my theory on that is that it's not going to happen with Stephen Moffat on the helm. He's too much of a purist. To yeah, deviate well, from the formula. I'm happy if it's somebody who can act. And that's my biggest thing is, first of all, please hire somebody who can actually act that role. And then secondly, it's it's not like an added bonus, but like it's nice if it's somebody diverse. But it's it's Well, here's the thing. It's a that. show that's been running for 50 years now. Yeah. I think you can allow a little change up here yeah, and there. It's like, it's like James Bond. I want Idris Elba to be my next James Bond. Yeah. They let a blonde. They can let anyone in now. Yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> diverting. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the 50th anniversary footage was pretty cool. There's a lot of 11th Doctor talking to 10th Doctor and uh, Tennant going, uh, or Smith going, Geronimo, and then Tennant's like, Alan Z, Z. And they're driving the TARDIS together, and like, all of the feels, basically. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So, Tumblr will explode, and... Uh, yeah. Uh, they, I thought David Tennant was going to be there for a minute when they showed that footage, and I was like, listen, you can't, like, just pr- do that. You have to prompt people, <laughs> and thankfully he wasn't. Yeah. Um, they're good. Let's see, what else? They're doing, uh, airing a movie on BBC America about the actor who played the first Doctor, which oh, actually yeah. looked really cool. Because um, they, they've been uh, doing little sort of visits with doc, uh, like former doctors, yeah, former cast members. Yeah, the specials yeah. on each doctor it's, once it's a like month. It's like a TV movie they filmed specifically about the, that guy. And it's played by doctor. the guy who played Argus Filch. Yes, yes. He Potter was at series. the panel. He was super yeah. nice. Um, it was so funny because he's like, I'm on Game of Thrones now. So like I've cornered like, and he was on Harry Potter. So he's yeah. like cornered all the fantasy, all the fantasy stuff markets, which is kind of fun but he was super super nice but yeah it was it was a lot of cool footage um i think that they put up highlights of the panel online okay um it was better than than matt smith at the nerdist which was kind of like eh. they well it went back to connecticut so when they tell you that there is a q a and people line up in line Please do not ask the actor to sign things, and that is your Q&A. Uh, the Q&A. Oh my gosh, yes. The, or, um, have the, and, or have the question that takes five minutes to read. Yes, so that was the entire Q&A, besides the, the really nice moment of some guy asked his girlfriend to marry her, and, it, oh. and they were both Whovians, <laughs> and Matt Smith was so excited that he ran down into the audience to hug them, and he was like jumping and hugging them, which is oh. one of the cutest okay, things Okay, that's I've worth ever it. Seen. Yeah, that was worth it. But like, everybody else was like, oh, I love you, Matt, will you sign this? And like, oh, I might that have, is not a, question. I have a, and, like, yeah. a side question to justify it, but I was like, we all paid $30 to be here, but like, I didn't pay $30 to have, to see Matt Smith signing stuff for yeah. people. Like, it, 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 last year with Barrowman was a little bit better, but also Barrowman was kind of, like, out there, so it's, it's, it's hard to top that. Yeah. It was funny that um, the Matt Smith, uh, they they forgot to give him what, he asked for, like, a beer backstage or yeah. something, so automatically, like, four people went up to the bar and came back and bought, brought him beers, yeah. which I thought was really funny. Uh, but it was it was okay. You can listen to it on the Nerdist online. I think they just yeah. put it up, and it was it wasn't bad. It was just like I have that 
thing about Q and A's where I'm like, well, if it's a Q and A, then ask a question, and if you, yeah. you just want to get something, I fun, generally then... brace myself for the Q and A, or like sometimes I'll just walk out. Yeah, I just wish they screened questions, but it's like that live setting where it's like, well, they don't have time, time, and there's not another person, person monitoring because yeah, the only so, other person is running sound, so yeah, you're so on it's your like, own. Eh, I, I understand it, but I just it, I, that's my one main gripe of of con Q and A's in that kind of setting. Yeah, I think actually I saw we saw a Neil Gaiman. Yep, and uh, I love so that he. He screened them. He screened the questions. He had people write them out on note cards, and then they turned them into him, and he would just flip through them and pull out the ones that he he wanted to answer. It was easy. It was simple. I mean, they can't really do that, like, during, like, a live podcast, but... They can edit. Yeah. There there was some things edited out, which is the funny thing, is if you were there, there there was some stuff that they won't talk about, but... Mm. It, it was. It wasn't. You don't like, want to have it, it on the air either. <laughs> no, it wasn't Doctor Who stuff. It was more oh. just like inside jokes, and then they, okay, yeah, they kind of snowballed, and then it was like, oh, we should probably stop talking about this. Yeah, yeah. Our podcast. So, but it's, it's fun to yeah. be there, kind of as part of the audience of that. And uh, along with the Doctor Who panel, you did see the Breaking Bad. Yeah, Brian Cranston is awesome. He, yes. So he, I, he won my respect. I actually haven't seen the series, but everyone tells me that it's amazing. I need to go see it. So and with five seasons, I think I can catch up so pretty he's decently. he's awesome because he walked the con floor in a... His character on Breaking Bad is called Walter, Walter White. Walter White, yeah. And he walked a mask, and nobody knew it was him. And he said he it's like went, that Charlie Chaplin joke. Yeah. He came in third place in his own look-alike contest. Yeah, yeah literally. Um, and he... He was like, yeah, every, somebody even came up to me and was like, you even have the voice of him. And <laughs> <laughs> I just love that he like was able to do that because otherwise he, there's no way he would have got on the floor. Um, yeah. They had a really fun panel. Uh, that whole cast, you can tell, gets along really well. Oh, and, that's like, awesome. And out outside of yeah. their actual kind of work environment, which was awesome. Aaron Paul is really cool, too. He's um, Jesse Pinkman on that show for anybody who watches it, and he was awesome, too. Another awesome Brian Cranston moment was during the, uh, I think it was the Spirit Awards of and the uh, IFC, whichever one they air. I think it's the yeah. Independent Spirit Awards. Yeah. And the guy who won for Safety Not Guaranteed, he went on a, like, a huge long speech and it was like time to get him off the stage and nobody knew how to appropriately like hush him off oh, and so Cranston. Brian Cranston came up he opened like a little nip of Jack Daniels put it into or like some sort of a whiskey put it into a glass and handed it to the guy who he drank and then continued on going into his speech it was just a moment of Brian oh, Cranston's gonna take care of this now <laughs> oh I love him he's doing a play at the ART in Harvard actually oh, yeah. in September so I'm gonna try to get tickets though. yeah that's Recently, it seems like getting tickets for things has been kind of hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm about uh, to try We, to we got shot out of the World's End trilogy over at the Brattle, yeah, which was so, so sad. Fast. Three minutes. Yeah, I can't believe the that. The entire... I, mean, I think on, it's on like a 200 or so seat. trying to do it, and I was just like, nope, this isn't going to... This is happening. Work. Yeah, and yeah. I was at work, and I still couldn't get through. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm going to see it in theaters, so I wasn't bummed about missing the panel or the screenings. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's stuff like that, like the Marvel panel. I, I chose not to go because it was all up on YouTube the next day. Marvel put it up and they filmed it. So oh, it's like, then, well, why was yeah. That? The only thing I wish I had done is, is Tom Hiddleston came out as Loki. I did see that. That was gifted immediately oh, into gosh. Tumblr. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Which is kind of fun to, to be in the audience. Um, but, like, eh. 
It's fine if I wasn't there. I went yeah. and saw the, the all the props they had at the Marvel booth instead. Yeah. Fun. They had Captain America's bike. I was very excited. Oh. And, and Thor, Thor's hammer. That is not a euphemism. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, other things that have been going on in the geek calendar includes Harry Potter's 33rd birthday, July 31st. Wait, is, would he be like, yeah. really? Oh. Yeah, because uh, people even... dated it back, and it, wow. it, apparently the events take place in the early 90s or so, and so what, now What it's... music do you think Harry Potter listened to if he was a 90s child? Well, I'd like to think... Well, see, the 90s child, I'm not sure, but... Older in life, I would hope it would be like some sort of weird wizarding rock, but oh, like like well, what if Harry the cop Potter answer? Listen, what if Harry Potter listened to Harry and the Potters or Harry and the Potters? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I think it'd be. I hope it'd be like the Cranberries or something. Yeah, that's what I'm like. It's got to be like some sort of English British band that's kind of awesome. Yeah, he he he'd be into like Oasis Maybe or something. <laughs> oh no, or like Blur. Yeah, I would be okay with him being involved. Yeah, but JK's been in the news a lot um, as well, so we have the whole nostalgia going on, and I think BuzzFeed has blown up on Harry Potter in more ways than one, um, just with like their countdowns and things like that, and then JK Rowling was, like, she was kind of discovered that she did a book on, not under her name. Did you see, so the, um, I think it was a lawyer firm that found out it was her. Hers, yeah. Um, they're donating a bunch of money to charity as, like, they're, please don't sue us, J.K. Rowling. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, if you donate money to charity, pretty much J.K. Rowling will leave you alone. Um, but, like, I mean. <laughs> that's not a bad. That's not a bad thing. She way used to, to work get for that. Um, Amnesty International. That's yeah. Why she's, like, a big proponent of all that stuff. But yeah. um, I haven't read that. I read her adult novel, which was terrible. You're not um, even a Harry Potter fan. I, I've read them all, so I hated Harry Potter for a very long time. Terrible. And that was probably my first the f- cosplay costume. Uh, no, and then the that was Hermione. book came out, Half-Blood Prince, and I I didn't go to That's the book six. party. Oh, sorry, whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't go to the book party for that. The only one I went to was the last one, and I read it. And I think they're good stories. They're not the best stories I've ever read. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it was also, I didn't grow up reading them because I, no, I, I started <laughs> I started when the when Half-Blood Prince came out, and then I went back and read them all. Oh, okay. So, like, your Harry Potter, that was, my, my Harry Potter was his Dark Materials trilogy, which is a little mm. bit older, and I kind of get in trouble a lot because they're, everybody thinks of them as, like, the atheist books now, but they're really good fantasy books. Um, written the by, movie didn't do so hot. No, the movie's terrible. The <laughs> books are amazing okay. and will make you cry. Really? Uh, they're so good. Um... The vibe that I've gotten, I think his last name is Pullman. Yeah, Phil yeah. Pullman. Phil he's Pullman. Awesome. The the vibe that I've gotten. Very good the, friends with uh, Neil Gaiman. Oh really? He's kind, of, but Pullman's come off as kind of like I guess a jerk. Oh really? So uh, it's kind of like the Ender's Game insane. guy who's he, like, no, oh, he's kind no, of an asshole. He's not. He's not like Orson Scott Card. Scott he's not. No, it's all. not a hateful. Yeah, but like, I mean, he's just very. Uh, those books are are more rooted in. There, there's like talk of dark matter and physics. Like yeah, they're, yeah. They're very science rooted, but they're not like aimed. When you, when I read them as a kid, I wasn't like, oh well, forget Christianity. Like I didn't personally. Yeah, take I don't that. think the allegory, allegory connected with you. 
folks. You can read them as that, but they're not, like, that wasn't the primary reason they were in. If anything, it's actually a book about, like, friendships and love. Yeah. That's why it'll make you cry at the end. Mm. Um, And they're really good. It's just, like... They're, so it's Harry they're, Potter. They're ma- <laughs> their magic is using dark matter particles for mm, things. Okay. So it's it's cool and nerdy and awesome and like I mean, I understand the Harry Potter thing. I just think they're not as well written. I think oh. J.K. Rowling is a very good storyteller. Mm-hmm. She's not a very good writer, and there's a difference between the two. Yeah, I I guess so, but I. Because I haven't gone I, back and read them in like a few years, of a lot of years actually, but. I definitely love the world building that she did oh, with yeah, that. I'm a big fan of mythology, so yeah. in order to like incorporate hippogriff and all yeah. the other like old English stuff. I have stuff. respect for her that like, she went through and outlined everything she wanted to put into those books and yeah. notebooks and like I think she put them up online and everything too. Yeah, because that was also when I realized that books could make me cry. Oh yeah, because that's definitely there's a lot of heartbreak moments I in the Harry Potter cried series. During Harry Potter books, but again, like I cried reading the last of Dark Materials books. So like, it's, yeah, it's one. Person I got in when Chamber Secrets. Oh, actually, Prisoner of Azkaban had just come out, nice. and I there was like a learning store, or so and they had like the three books. So I bought the first one. I asked my mom to get it for me, and I think at that time I must have just been like ten or eleven. Oh wow! Yeah. See, so I, I did historic materials. Came I caught up like, through that in a year, and then within the next oh, wow. year, I think with like yeah, then within a couple a year or so of that the first movie came out oh, nice. so, or yeah. i think the movie came out around the fifth yeah, order you know, of phoenix the first movie i saw was goblet of fire i did midnight with my friends when oh. i went to college in new york oh man and i was I, like in costume for the first movie oh, from no. chris columbus i, and I, had, I, you know I was all set i had never seen any of the ones before goblet of fire and they were just like well we have an extra ticket and i went oh. so, well i mean it's not like anything you can't like jump into it yeah. and not follow along because my mom who hadn't read the books like she went with me to every single movie to the point where, like, I came back for college uh, for the last uh, Harry Potter movie. And she was like, well, I guess we have to go see the new Harry Potter film because we can't finish the series so without still, each other. I still haven't seen the last two for Deathly Hallows. I know yeah, I I'm not, but you're not, it's not like you're emotionally I, invested in no, this. I, mean, like, I, I, I want to see how they end. It's just, like, when they happened to come out, I was busy and just didn't go to the movies yeah. while I was in theaters, so... I was not a fan of the last director who took over. Uh, is his name Yates? Oh, From he did David like Yates. five, six, and seven. He did five, six, yeah. and seven. And since five, when I went, I uh, I felt like he messed up the ending, where it's like Sirius Black's death, uh, and then yeah. it's like you do no, don't uh. mess with that. Do not play. Do not I, interfere. I barely remember. Oh, I was I was crying because they had messed it up. <laughs> Yeah, see, that was, like, mine was, Historic Materials came out, I think, when I was 13, and then I went into the Game of Thrones books, because those came out when I was, like, 15. Yeah. So I just, it, Harry Potter was kind of like, oh, that seems like, meh, not as good, or for little kids, or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, to each Little kids own. being me. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, I didn't really, dis- like, figure it out until I was, like, 18, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll go back just so I know what Know what, what it's about, yeah. They were okay. Yeah. Oh, well. So here's the part where we'll just, we'll, we'll go through what we like to say yes, no, say no to, because in honor of Michelle's poster on our wall, that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that says, say no to drugs, say yes to pizza. 
So we're going to say no to cat calls. Yeah. Because F that noise. uh, Yeah, at Comic-Con, that was terrible. Forever, yeah. Not me, but uh, thank goodness. Um, What are we saying yes to? Uh, I'm saying yes to The Conjuring. That's my big movie love right now. I thought it was pretty fun. I haven't seen anything since Pacific Rim. I'm not saying yes to Oh We God Forgives because I don't know if I would want to to pay for that again. Um, I'll just say yes to Boston Comic Con. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Or yes to Artist Alley. Go go support some independent comics people. So there you have it. Say yes. Say no to Cat Calls. Say yes to The Conjuring and to Independent Artist. Well, I'm Monica Castillo, I'm Michelle Buckman, and that was Nerdy Projectors. Hey man, I got a Swiss cotton underpants. Shoot him again. What for? His soul's still dancing. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio. Yeah.